1: Pack a Day Podcast.
2: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of a Pack a Day Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz. I'll be your host on this Sunday, September 24th. It is the home opener for the Green Bay Packers at 1265, Green Bay, Wisconsin no better place to be for football gauge than Lambeau field in September. Um, It's, it's, you know, first two weeks are in the book. They were both on the road. Um, Disappointing to say the least uh, last Sunday, but you know, you learn, you move on. This is a young team. Um, You know, the fact that, you know, in both games that they've played this year, obviously they beat the bears. The bears aren't very good. Um, and you would have loved to have beaten the Falcons, but it, they are at least two for two in the sense of showing up and sticking with two NFL teams in consecutive weeks. Jordan Loves looks, you know, at least unrattled at this point, right? There's nothing about him that says, oh, man, like he's jittery or, you know, he's not making the right reads. Um, you know, he had the one throw in the fourth quarter that probably should have been intercepted. That wasn't a great, you know, wasn't a great decision on his part, but he's taking care of the football um, disappointing loss last week, but um, they're, they're, they're at home for the first time this year in front of the home home crowd and uh, taking on the saints who um, we're going to get into it gauge, but just my, my quick for overall thoughts. I don't know if you watched their game against the Panthers on Monday night, but um, the Panthers are not a great team. Like, I mean, they're, they're not good. Um, and the saints didn't look that great. So the saints played Monday night on the road. Then they have the short week and come to Lambeau. Um, as far as just matchup wise, like it seems like it should be a good matchup for green Bay, but, um, there's always different variables, uh, that are part of every matchup and, You know, the biggest one for the Packers so far this season has just been has been injuries, um, especially to key players at key positions. Right. David Bakhtiari didn't play last weekend due to his knee. Um, That is now just a whole different conversation that um, unfortunately we are probably going to be touching on every week for the rest of this season. Uh, I honestly
3: sure. think it will be longer than just the rest of the season. David Bakhtiari and Matt Lafleur both said this week in various press conferences that it'll probably be the until the end of his career. That it's just he's going to be game to game until he retires. And I like I have I have I want I like I want to have sympathy. I don't want to sound unsympathetic, but I also want to say, what the heck's going on? Like, what is, the, I want to know what the issue or the complications are with his knee that are so different from any other torn ACL and further complication. Like what is, and like I said, I want to sound as, I want to sound sympathetic. I don't want to sound rude or like, I don't care. And at the end of the day, people will say, oh, well, it's none of your business. What's going on with his knee? It's like, well, I kind of just want to know. I mean, it sucks that he's going to, like, if he has to say that he's going to be game to game until he retires, like, that's terrible. Backyard is a fun guy to watch. He's when he's been on the field, he's been one of if not the best tackle in football. And then now he's to the point where every single day he only practices max once a week. Uh didn't practice at all this week. I don't expect him to play tomorrow or today as you guys are listening to this. I just I don't expect him to be out there. Um there was the whole big hullabaloo about Oh, he's not playing because of the turf. In Atlanta's the same, where Rogers got hurt, so it's solidarity. No, I don't think it's that. Uh, I think, and he then got into it with some reporters this week uh, during his press conference, and kind of said, like, if you guys took that and ran with it, then you guys should do better as journalists. That's on you. Um, I, I want Bakhtiari out there. I want him to be healthy while he's out there. I think that he makes the team better. Obviously. Uh, but more more than anything, I just kind of want to know what is he going through that is causing him to just be so iffy and questionable every single day. Like, it's he's to the point now where if we see him practicing, that'd be like seeing Bigfoot. I just, <laughs> like, not only playing, just, like, practicing at this point. Um, the Saints matchup spooks me for one big reason being – it doesn't matter what defenders they lose. It it doesn't matter what who's hurt. But Dennis Allen manages to go out and put up a strong defense every single week, seemingly. I think they have a streak of like 10 straight games dating back to last year where they haven't allowed 20 or more points. Uh, I understand that in that situation, they're playing the NFC South, which is... Not the best division in football. They weren't the best division in football last year. Uh, like, let's see. So they've allowed uh, six. They've allowed 15 and 17 points this season. Uh, and then heading back to last year, they gave up uh, 10, 10, 10, 18. So there's 6, 17, and then 13, and then 20 and 20. So they've won, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Yeah, 10 straight games where they've allowed 20 or fewer points. Granted, their record in that stretch is four, five, six. So it's it's six and it's six and four. So like they're holding teams under 20. And some of those like losses even were they lost to the Bucks by one. And if I remember right, that was the game where Dennis Allen just imploded in the end. Mark Ingram ran out of bounds. So that cost them a game. Uh, they lost the 49ers on the road by 13. So they only gave up 13 to the 49ers, which were obviously one of the best teams in football last year uh, they lost by three to the panthers they so like they have lost to like some decent teams and they just they they match up well with green Bay, especially with green bay's injury issues like i said i don't expect Bakhtiari to play today elton jenkins has already been ruled out uh, the saints have Cam Jordan up front, Carl Granderson up front, both those guys are, are I believe, top six in pass rush win rate uh, through two weeks. Granted, they've played some lower-end offensive lines in the Titans and the Panthers, but they're still, You go as we always say, you go up against Susan Frunia, and so if you're matched up against backup offensive tackles, no one's going to feel bad for the Packers there. Uh, Kalen Saunders, Nathan Shepard, he goes out and he gets guys to perform well, so I'm a little spooked there. Uh, I think Christian Watson does have a chance to play. He's questionable. Uh, he didn't have any other setbacks. I think both he and Aaron Jones are going to go today, barring any setbacks in pregame. Uh, the question after that becomes: How much, or like, are, is there going to be any limit on those two guys? Specifically, specifically Aaron Jones. I think Aaron Jones dramatically increases this offense's productivity, like level and just their ceiling. Like Watson, obviously, his big playability is incredible. But Aaron Jones, especially after what we saw last week with AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones just really stirs the drink and gets everything moving a little bit more.
2: I I agree, and you know it's I had put out a, um, I I'd put out a, a poll on Twitter earlier this week, um, you know about who is more important to the offense right now, Aaron Jones or Christian Watson, um, and I I believe that right now as it stands, Jones is is more important. Um, I am fully convinced that if Aaron Jones plays last weekend, um, based on how that game went, there is no way that Green Bay loses that game. I I Um, would agree with
3: you 100%. Now,
2: that being said, I don't like if Christian Watson plays, but Aaron Jones doesn't like, I, I still think Green Bay has a better chance of winning, but like I'm not fully convinced that Christian Watson makes a difference in that game based on the way it unfolded. So Aaron Jones right now, I think, you know, they're obviously you want both of them out there. They're both obviously very uh, important uh, pieces uh, to this um, to this team. But um, right now, Aaron Jones certainly is a bigger part of the offense. And. You know, it's just one of those things, you know, I, I'm starting to think about just all the injuries that are racking up. And, you know, the last two seasons, Green Bay has had like the week, like 14 bye or something like that, something ridiculous. And, you know, everybody hates having the like week five, week six by, you know, to start the season. And this year, like, I mean, they can't get to that week six by fast enough, right? They got, they got the saints, then they got the the lions on Thursday night. And then I think it's the Raiders on Monday night. And then I think they go into their bye and like, the fact that they're already limping into that, like they can't get to it fast enough, that'll obviously be big to get healthy. But I mean, quite honestly, you know, at this point with the way this, the season's gone, Gage, you know, I asked the question, you know, who's more important right now, Watson or Jones. And when you start looking at, you know, it just this weekend, you know, obviously we know that Elton Jenkins is not playing. We're unsure if Bakhtiari is going to play, but like between, Jenkins and Bakhtiari and Jones and Watson, like if you could have your two playmakers or your two offensive linemen healthy for this game, like who is, who of those position groups would be more important to have? I mean, obviously we know we're not getting Elton Jenkins, but I'm not convinced that this week it's more, it would be more important to have the offensive linemen than it would be to have the two big playmakers.
3: If I could pick two of the four, like let's say you gave me the, the ability to have two of the four. I can pick whichever ones I want. If I want to go both playmakers, I can. If I want to go both offensive linemen, I can. I would go Jones and Jenkins. And I know most people will say, you just talked about edge rushers for New Orleans. Why wouldn't you pick Bakhtiari? I think that Green Bay can get more serviceable tackle, like replacement tackle play, than they can get replacement guard play. And that's not to say that like the drop-off from Bakhtiari to uh, Walker or Nijman or whoever they would put at tackle, like the, it's not a big drop-off. It's just I don't have co- as much confidence in the backup offense, the backup guards as I do in the backup tackles. And then at wide receiver, I think that what we've seen, so let's see, it, like it goes from Elton Jenkins to Royce Newman. Royce Newman is listed as the backup left guard. We've We've hashed the Royce Newman thing. There's some, a lot of question marks there. He hasn't really shown any growth uh, in his career. Uh, and I, I'm i not completely out on him, but I don't have a ton of confidence in him. Uh, meanwhile, you go and you look at like a wide receiver. We've seen that through two weeks, Green Bay has found ways to make playmakers out of guys like Dontavion Wicks, Malik Heath. Uh, obviously, Jaden Reed had a big game last week. Samori Toure. Uh, he uh, That was the guy that got the ball on the last play of the game. And it was pretty... Like, obviously, Jordan Love threw an amazing ball to where I couldn't quite bring it in, but it's like we've seen you don't need elite wide receivers necessarily in this offense to generate plays. Literally, on the first play of the game, if it was the first play of the game where uh, Jordan, Jaden Reed had to get, or whoever was, had to get tackled because they had beaten Terrell so bad that if he didn't tackle him, it was a walk in touchdown, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
3: So, like, you don't necessarily need the your superstar wide receiver. It's not that I don't want Watson. It's just we made plays without him. So I would go Jones and uh, Jenkins just personally. I I think that Jones just adds a different dynamic to the offense. Uh, A.J. Dillon, I was a little more critical of him in the moment last week uh, as more clips kind of came out and showed that he – he uh, didn't exactly have a ton of room to run. A lot of the time, I was a little more sympathetic to his situation. I was like, you know, I expect him to still get be able to get a yard at his size, but there were a lot of situations where he was not exactly set up for the the best moments there. Like the final play, of like the, the one where he gets stuffed on like third and one and he can't even get a yard. And I'm like, how the hell are you 250 pounds and you can't get a yard? And then you see the play after the fact and you're like, Oh, he was lucky to get 0 yards because the offensive line got completely blown up. And Atlanta is credit to Atlanta. They had a good defensive game plan on the on the ground and they executed all day long.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um well, let's transition here real quick Gage. Um We'll, we'll just kind of – we'll each pick a kind of some something that we're going to be keeping our eye on for this game, um, and then we'll get into some qu- uh, quick predictions and we'll wrap up the show. So um, as far as Packers-Saints uh, is concerned this week, Gage, um, where are you keeping an eye on on Sunday as kind of a key for, for either team? Uh,
3: one big thing is uh, Jair. Uh, like this isn't my matchup to watch, but I am paying attention to him. Like if he doesn't play, uh, that – puts Green Bay a little further down in their cornerback uh, depth chart, which they're already down uh, Eric Stokes. But and that's not great against a offensive wide receiver room that has Chris Olave, a revitalized Michael Thomas, and then Rashid Shaheed. But I, de- but my main thing I'm watching is just tackling. Uh, week one against Chicago, Green Bay's defense was playing aggressive. They were playing fast. They were making tackles. They weren't botching. They weren't missing tackles. Uh, and then Bijan Robinson looked like every bit of the top 10 pick that he was last week. And they made him look like a stud. Like he they it, that was just silly. He had like obviously everybody has seen the play all week long of him juking out three Packers defenders on one player. But like I knew the kid was good, but damn. They made him look like he was prime Barry Sanders last week. The, the way they didn't, they couldn't hit him. They couldn't, and if they did hit him, they weren't bringing him down. And obviously, New Orleans has the uh, the human utility knife that is Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, for all of his faults, he is the exact type of player that can give Green Bay fits because he is big and he is strong and he is faster than than he looks, and he can easily break a couple of big plays just with. Like, if you miss him once, he's he's going to move. Same thing goes for Rashid Shihid. like So I think tackling is the big thing I'm watching. If Green Bay can go and tackle consistently, they don't, I don't need a big hit. I understand that a ton of guys try to go for that, and that's why you end up whiffing. But just make consistent tackles and make the play. Make the play that's in front of you. Don't try to do, do too much. And you can beat this New Orleans team, because this New Orleans offense, while well, their defenses look good, their offense is not. So that's what I'm looking for, is just can Green Bay go and make consistent tackles and get themselves off the field.
4: Hello friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA finals and I desperately wanted to go to game six in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye, game six of the NBA Finals. Now, thankfully, the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used GameTime to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using GameTime app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to -to easy-to-find tickets to last-minute ticket deals, the GameTime app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price
2: Yeah, and that's, you know, they definitely – there was a big drop-off, as you pointed out, in tackling from week one to week two. Tackling was terrible last week. Um, and I really think it's going to be up to this Packers defense, um, as you pointed out, because I think points are going to be at a premium uh, this week for the Packers. The Saints offense um, – or the Saints defense is very good. Um, it'll be interesting to see Is by far probably the – I mean, for sure the best defense that you know, they've played this year. Um, and so, you know, the offense has looked, you know, pretty, pretty good through the first two weeks, but we'll see how the Packers offense looks this week against it. And so it's definitely going to be up to the defense because if the defense doesn't, uh, rise up to the challenge. Um, you know, like we thought they would last week against Desmond Ritter, uh, they could, they could be in for a long day. Um, I'm going to be keeping my eye on, um, the offensive line. Um, you know, it, Jenkins is for sure out. Like we said, we already know that. Um, And he's, you know, one of the best interior guards in the league. And then, you know, we don't know what Bakhtiari is going to be. And even if he does play, I think it's at this point even fair to say when he does play, like, are you going to get a full game out of him? And like, you know, what is it going to be like? You know, even if you get a full game out of him, are you getting like fully healthy Bakhtiari or are you getting 80%? Now, 80% is still obviously very good. But, like, like even when he does play at this point, you, you're you're still always going to be questioning. Now, maybe the team isn't, but we as viewers will have no idea what his status is going to be, even if he is playing, if it's 100%, if it's 80%, is he going to play the whole game? Is he going to rotate in and out? Um, so, I mean, you, you know, at the start of the season, on paper, you had, you know, one of the stronger-looking offensive lines in the league, and now it's – one of the biggest question marks on the team. Um, and with the Saints defense, I mean, you know, part of the reason why Jordan Love has looked as good as he has, I believe, through the first two weeks is because the offensive line play has been pretty good. He hasn't been under a whole lot of duress, and that might change this week, um, you know, with with the, the shakeups in the offensive line. So I think that's going to be – and, you know, we talked last week, um, you know, that – uh, AJ Dillon had nowhere to run, and I mean, I don't know a lot about the Falcons and their defense, but I'm gonna take a just a wild guess and say that the Falcons front seven isn't as good as the Saints. Just a just a wild guess there. Um, that, that is and- fair. I will say the Falcons defense is
3: it's better than it gets credit for, just because like it doesn't necessarily have the biggest names, but they are they're a well coached unit. And they have a lot of veteran guys on there. Like they're like their front three is Calais Campbell, Grady Jarrett, and David Anumada. And all three of those guys are let's see. Anumada's 30, Grady Jarrett is also 30, and Calais Campbell has been around since before you were born. He was born at 86. He's 37. So like their front three alone are just older veteran guys. Like not necessarily I'm not saying that like it's a murderous row. This isn't like the best defensive line we've ever seen, but they're just there are a lot of veteran guys that have been around a
2: little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, and even that being said though, I mean, that's Jeff's, I think, you know, we, you always, they always talk about, you know, the line of scrimmage when the line of scrimmage, you can, you know, you you got a really good chance of winning the game. So I think offensive line for, for the Packers is going to be big this week because if Aaron Jones comes back and plays, but has nowhere to go, you know, great. You're going to have to scheme them open other ways. And, Christian Watson comes back and you want to take deep shots, but you can't protect Jordan Love long enough to do it. You know, a bad offensive line can nullify those guys pretty quickly. So not saying that it's going to be bad for the Packers, but it's definitely going to be um, a real uh, big point of emphasis to keep an eye on this week. So, um, well, Gage, let's wrap things up here real quick uh, with some predictions real quick. What do you got for the game this weekend?
3: uh well a couple weeks ago when i was on here last uh you we all three went uh chalk we all had green bay um and you said shocker the packer podcast picked all packers well i'm not picking the packers this week uh i think that green bay's uh injuries are too great to overcome i think that while the saints have a couple injuries i don't think they're as significant um i have some concerns about the offensive line and I have a lot of concerns about the defense uh, because Joe Barry continues to be employed uh, in Green Bay. Uh, until that happens, my concerns will not be alleviated. Uh, I have New Orleans winning this game. I don't think it's a. Sh- I don't think it's a big win. I don't think it's a big win. I don't think they like blow them out or anything. But I think that I think New Orleans probably wins somewhere like twenty to thirteen is probably what I have. I I think New Orleans defense is legit. I think Green Bay has a decent defense that can play well at times but I just think that there are other times where they try to do too much and it ends up biting them so I think this is one of those weeks so I think Green Bay falls to one and two loses their home opener uh loses by a score like 20 to 13 something not a blowout but I don't think it's ever seems really that close
2: well Gage uh interestingly enough we're going to keep a chalk here uh just going in the other direction um I too uh, I think the saints will win. And I think a lot of it has to do with two things. First of all, as you pointed out, green Bay's injuries, much more significant than the saints injuries. Um, and the other reason I don't feel like green Bay wins is it was interesting. You know, last week it felt like the play calling in the fourth quarter against the the Falcons got very conservative. Um, and, You know, and then you see the final drive with Jordan Love, you know, he goes 0 for 4. I think a lot of that is just due to, you know, he hasn't been in that situation before. Um, But that's something that you point to inexperience. Um, This team is young. It's, you know, it's inexperienced on the offensive side of the ball at a lot of positions. Um, And, you know, the defense, you know, yeah, they looked great in week one, but I mean, the Bears are on pace to be the worst team in the league yet again. So, like, I don't – like, yeah, everybody in the NFL is an NFL player and, and whatnot. But, like, I'm not going to give the Packers a whole lot of credit for dominating a team that the rest of the league probably would do the same to. So, great that you got the win against the Bears. Um, really big downer that they blew the game against against the Falcons last week. Um, I think there's just too much with the injuries to overcome um, the biggest thing I hope that they can do is if they're put into a similar situation like they are they were last weekend you gotta learn from those situations and get better um but I think it's low scoring I think the Saints win 17 to 10 um I don't see a whole lot of points being scored this week um now that being said disclaimer gage and I are hoping that we're wrong. Like, we want yeah. to be wrong in, like, the worst possible way. But but just looking at what it is right now, um, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be – I don't think the Saints are going to run away with it. But um, I think it's just a it's, – it's a little too much for this, for this young and injured uh, Packers team. So
3: Yeah, I think Green Bay can win. The issue that they have, though, is against teams that can run the ball well. Like Atlanta last week, teams can run the ball, into the, run themselves back into the game. It's weird. Most teams, when you're down, you can't run your way back into the game. But against Green Bay, you can. And so that's why Chicago, who can't run the ball well and isn't using Justin Fields as a runner, that's why Green Bay was able to get on top of them. I think that Green Bay, if they can get a lead against New Orleans tomorrow, today, they could, they could surprise us because – while they're passing while their receiving weapons are really good i think the green bay could match up with them a little bit but it's just it's just that simple thing of if you go up against a team that can run the ball well green bay hasn't figured out how to match them it's been that same bugaboo for a decade now i got into it with a guy on twitter the other day about it where i can't remember who it was but he we went back and forth and he's saying oh well it's this it's that the other or you can't pick on Joe Barry. It's not like his fault that they dropped the picks, and I'm like, it's not, I'm not concerned about that. It's the, the 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 defensive bugaboos remain the issue. Like they don't like if a team can run the ball well congrats you are going to win a lot more games than you lose against green bay
2: it felt like i was watching the 2019 nfc championship game again
3: the 2019 (laughs) nfc championship game again we were watching the 2013 one the one again every one against san francisco it was every game that we've been dominated it's teams that can run the ball and turn out long drives because when a team turns out a long drive that they can do it all day against green bay so if Green Bay like gets an early turnover, maybe get some quick points on the board, who knows? Hopefully we're wrong. Regardless of that, though, you can find me on Twitter, at gbridge for dnfl All of my w- links to all of my work is over there. Uh, doing rotoballer betting prop picks. Uh, picks normally come out on Saturday. Uh, if you want to get a little uh, – I usually write the article Friday morning. The p- article comes out on Saturdays. If you want a little insight to my picks like a day early, I usually I have a bet tracker on my – pinned in my twitter bio that you can go look at anybody that clicks it can view it i'm currently up i'm uh let's see i'm six and four through two weeks i do five picks a week so yeah all my links to all my work over there
2: all right awesome and as always you can find me on twitter at producer nick lb uh two for two so far this year in putting out the uh, radio highlights i'll be getting that out again this week um and uh, so if you if you like listening to Wayne Larravee uh, and his uh, radio calls of the game, uh, make sure you check that out. I'm getting those out between anywhere eh, right around Monday nights um, is usually when I'm getting them out. So uh, we'll see how that continues to go throughout the season. Obviously, it's a lot more fun and a lot easier to do when they win than when they lose. But um, if you do it when they win, you got to do it when they lose as well. So with that being said, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Enjoy the game. Let's all hope that Green Bay comes out 2-1, and one, and more importantly, let's hope they come out super healthy. Um, that's going to be, you know, like we said, early on, it's been, it's been an issue. they got to get healthy, so let's hope that uh, if nothing else, and man, if they lose, at least just come out healthy. <laughs> we don't need to add insult to injury. So with that being said, enjoy the game, everybody, and as always, Go Pack Go.
1: mypatriotsupply.com